0: So at the time of the Second Vatican Council, in an effort to make the Mass, the Eucharist more central, one of the suggestions or some of the guidelines of the church at the time were that we need to kind of focus on what the table is and what the Eucharist is, and so the guidelines suggested less images, only one crucifix in church, those kinds of things, uh, saying that we need to focus on keeping the main thing the main thing. And unfortunately, some churches just pitched everything and, and wound up with the barn, and that was unfortunate. That's not what the intent of the documents were. But one of the things that happened with some of the folk at that point in time is they'd go to church, and they'd say, well, this doesn't even look like a Catholic church anymore, so we're just gonna, I'm just not gonna go anymore. Well, the problem was is that the Catholic church wasn't the statues. <laughs> the Catholic church wasn't the appointments. Our faith was based on something much more central. And so if they lost their faith because they lost the statue of St. Jude, then Houston, we had a problem in the first place. So I want to ask you this question today. Has anybody ever said to you when you were going through a hard time, well, you just got to have faith. You just got to have faith. Sounds good. But what if somebody says that to you and you ain't got nothing left? Your spiritual checkbook's empty. So what does that mean? How do you respond to that? You gotta have faith. Well, some interpret that to mean, well, I just have to be stronger. Some interpret that to be, well, I have to have a stiff upper lip and just not let anybody know what I'm going through. That's not what it means. What does faith mean? Guess what Paul told us in this reading from Hebrews. Faith is the realization of what is hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Let me say that again. Faith is the realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen. Now, if you're having a really bad time and somebody comes up to you and says, well, you know, faith is realizing that there's something more to this than you can see and that there's something beyond what's going on right now, that might help, that might help. But what's the nature of faith? Well, we get two great examples today in this reading, and they both are about having faith in the promise of God, in the promise. So those of you who are married, you promised each other on the day of your wedding that you would do something in the future, no matter what. Okay, so we've got this great uh, reading about Abraham and Sarah, I watched you, none of you la- laughed at this, at least not externally. Um, so here we have Sarah, who's sterile, and Abraham, who's an old man. And the scripture says, well, um, here is somebody who is as good as dead. What came forth from one man himself as good as dead, descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and countless as the sands on the seashore. So what is it about? Abraham and Sarah believed in the promise. If they looked at the facts, Jack, They would have said, you're nuts. I can't have kids, and if you think he can raise up an issue, you got more than one thing coming. No, they believed in the promise, things you don't see in the promise. But I think there's something that's underneath even that that's helpful for us to think about when it comes to faith. Above all, faith is a response. Faith's a response. A response to what? Faith is a response to what God has given us. And I think that one of the things that all of us, myself included, don't do often enough is to be thinking about everything that we have in our life that's a gift. So if you've got a strong back for work, that's a gift from God. If you have an opportunity to work, that's a gift from God. If you got kids, like this little little fellow that we're gonna baptize shortly, it's a gift. But it's a different kind of gift, and this comes from the last line of today's gospel. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. So if somebody just gives you something, that's yours, you gave it to me, I can do with it what I want. But if it's entrusted to you, like children are entrusted to you, you have to take care of them in a special way, and you need to honor, you need to honor the wish of the person who entrusts it to you. And so faith is responding to everything in our lives which is a gift. Everything is a gift. You say, well, you know, if the farm was belonged to God, he wasn't doing a very good job before I got a hold of it. Yeah, I understand that. But ultimately, we, it, it demands a response. Faith is not about knowing a lot of things. Faith is not about feeling, you know? Sometimes you don't feel like it, do you? You don't feel like going to church. You don't feel like praying. You don't feel like being married. At least some people say that's true sometimes. It's not about feelings. But what is it? It's a response to the promise. A response to the promise. And so that's why Jesus talks about, last week we learned about silos. This week we learned about money bags. Provide money bags for yourselves that don't wear out, an inexhaustible treasure in heaven that nobody can steal. For where your treasure is, there also your heart will be. So I said to you last week, a great kind of a guide about where our values are is looking at our calendar and our checkbook. Where do you spend the most of your time and where do you spend the most of your resources? Well, it's another way of saying where your treasure is, there also your heart will be. Let me ask you this question. Think about what absolutely makes you furious. That'll tell you where your treasure is. That'll tell you what you value. Something that just sets you off. That'll tell you what you value, what you protect, what you treasure, huh? And so then that's why Jesus gives this teaching then about being ready. And being ready is not about, you know, I feel really bad for and pray for people when I find out that they're terrified of dying. Like God's up there ready to just get them. No, we want to, if we really understood the resurrection, you'd say, oh my God, I can't wait to die. Now I don't know a lot of people like that, but I do know a lot of people who have lived a good, strong life and they say, you know, I'm ready to go. I'm really ready to go. That's a tremendous blessing. And so it's this idea about being prepared when the master comes and knocks. And so Jesus pours his heart out, he gives this great teaching, and then comes this great line from Peter. I wish I could have met St. Peter. He was such a lovable knucklehead. So Jesus gives this great teaching and he goes, um, Lord, is this parable meant for us or for everybody? Like it makes any difference? And then Jesus gives this teaching then about the steward that the master put in charge of his property. He entrusted it to him. You take care of this. And so we have two examples. The servant says, ah, he's not gonna come for a long time. I'm gonna beat the help and gorge myself and do whatever I wanna do. Servant's master will come at an unexpected day and an unknown hour will punish the servant severely. Shouldn't be surprised. Shouldn't be surprised. So what I want you to think about this week, not just this week, but start this week, if you haven't done it before, is what's God entrusted to you? What's God entrusted to you? Those of you who are parents, that's an easy one. They're entrusted to you. You have a divine responsibility to bring them up in the faith. That's what these folks are doing today. They're entrusted to you, but your gifts, your talents, your opportunities. I have this as a screensaver on my computer. Much will be required of the person entrusted with much, and still more will be demanded of the person entrusted with more. And I have it on my computer because of this. When life gets really crazy, and I think about five parishes and 450 square miles, and this is just nuts. I remember that God has been very good to me. And God has, he hasn't given me all the talents. I'm not the best in anything, but you know what? I'm going to use what he entrusted me. I feel an obligation because God gave it to me. Every person in this church, God has entrusted gifts to. Nobody is giftless. And God expects a return. No matter how crazy it looks, no matter how hard it is at times, God expects a return. So as we continue to pray today, this is the kind of faith we wanna have, one that's a response to God out of gratitude, not out of duty. This is what we're gonna baptize this little fellow in in just a minute. His parents brought him here today because they are grateful for him. He's entrusted to them. And now, the journey just begins to continue to be grateful and to continue to take care of that great gift that they've been given. So, mom and dad and sponsors and Barrett, why don't you meet me right at the font?